to the Thinking Itself podcast. I'm Tian. This is episode one. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about self censorship. The reason that I want to discuss it is that the world has gone mad since COVID hit. We've argued whether to wear or not wear face masks. We've experiencing lockdown and social distancing. I hadn't even heard about the phrase of social distancing before, to be honest. Um, but for some reason, I've been feeling uncomfortable discussing those bizarre phenomena in public, particularly in China, because as we know, China had harsh restrictions and、um, rigid enforcement on individual freedom for fighting against the COVID. Meanwhile, authorities also work hard on controlling the narratives. So much negative information and criticism were heavily、uh, suppressed. So I was kind of worrying about the potential risk I might take if I discuss sensitive issues on social media. Then I realized this censoring, this self-censoring trend happened a lot to me and to everyone. So I was thinking that self censorship might be the best choice to begin with the podcast. In today's episode, I will mainly focus on censorship in China, where I was born and grew up. But I did notice that self censorship has occurred all over the world, especially in some、uh, democratic countries. I don't know; it is because of increasing political polarization or. I don't know. More people than ever are choosing to keep their mouths shut rather than、um, express their opinions. People are worrying that sharing an unpopular view might isolate them from their friends, their family members, or、uh, face some economic consequences. But if in authoritarian countries, self-censorship is another thing. It is not just an unwilling decision. To obey so-called social norms, it's more than that. I think it's a type of social repression conducted by authorities、uh, to leverage the safety of people to control what people should say or not. So it's equivalent to a form of censorship. To give you an idea, Chinese private companies which run online platforms are supervised by cyberspace authorities. According to regulations from the Cyberspace Administration of China, these platforms are required to、uh, enforce content restrictions and report the violation to authorities. So, sensitive keywords will trigger the censoring and blocking of a post online. If you tend to discuss something politically sensitive, you probably want to avoid those keywords or content. But the problem is, the boundary of the censored content is quite blurry, which means the boundary tightly、uh, depends on domestic political climates and the leaders.、Uh, it changes all the time, so no one actually knows. Uh, what the accurate taboos are,、uh, where the border of the free speech is, and also, all users of Chinese social media are real name ver- verified, so it's much easier to get the police to knock on your door.、Um, 
Some listeners might say, "Well, you could protect freedom of speech through the judicial process." Well, yes, we can if we are in a democratic country where the judiciary has independence. In my country, it's not the case because there is an organization called a、uh, Political and Legal Affairs Commission supervising all levels of courts and police agency. It aligns with the authority policies and instructions on specific issues from leaders, so it is more likely to suffer、um, arbitrary detention or unfair trial if somebody engages in political stability. The fuzzy boundary of censorship and the lack of legal protection dis- discourage people from free speech. People are afraid to get in trouble. Or get families in trouble, so they tend to self-censor and stay far away from what they think the censored content might be to avoid、uh, to avoid crossing the line. But this is not the worst. With censorship is becoming tighter and tighter, we can see that the more and more people are getting used to it. The worst part is.、Um, It fosters an environment in which citizens are indifferent to a sensitive issue、uh, happening in society and abandon their rights without fight in the first place. It enslaves people effortlessly, I think, and it constrains people's mind. If somebody regulates what you say, he or she regulates what you think and how you think, and besides. Silence also amplifies the voices that are positive towards the regime. So the problem is, what can we do? It's a tough question. I think a Taiwanese documentary film called "Self Censorship" had told us the answer. It's about how freedom of expression was eroded in Hong Kong and Taiwan. It said, "For the weak." Knowledge and morality are the best weapons to fight against power. What we can do first of all is educating ourselves constantly. The development of capacities for judgment is just as important as political action. If you are afraid to speak out what you believe, it's okay. It's no wonder that criticism can be punishable by detention, even death. It's no joke. I understand. But don't be a person like Ackman.、Um, in the book of Hannah Arendt, Ackman was, in Arendt's words,、um, neither perverted nor sadistic, but terrifyingly normal. He was not inherently evil, but merely shallow and clueless. Such a person who worked for Nazi Germany, committing the crime of organizing and transporting the millions of Jews. To、um, concentration camps in support of the Holocaust, the capacity of independent thinking is so crucial for living life in in a waking manner. I think, which is very hard, but if we pursue it virtually,、uh, the reward in turn is that we won't let tyranny mess up our soul. At the end of this podcast. Uh, please let me quote a paragraph in 1984 by George Orwell: "To the future or to the past, to a time when thought is free, 
when men are different from one another, and do not live alone, to a time when truth exists, and what is done cannot be undone, from the age of uniformity, from the age of solitude, from the age of Big Brother, from the age of double think. All right, be wise and be water. Take care, my friends. Stay tuned. I'll see you next time.